At Urban Farm Podcast, we are all about education, and April is Foliar Feeding Month. Have you heard of it? It is a super simple application of spraying liquid organic fertilizer on your trees and garden plants. The leaves, branches, and trunks are incredible at absorbing nutrients. And if your soil isn't great or your pH is off, foliar feeding is a quick and long-lasting fix to get your plants the nutrients they need. Want to learn more? Join us for our free online webinar on how to apply this amazing process to your gardens and fruit trees. Visit urbanfarm.org to sign up. That's urbanfarm.org. Greetings, urban farmers, gardeners, and healthy food visionaries. Farmer Greg here, and welcome to the 353rd episode of the Urban Farm Podcast, where every day we work together to educate and inspire you to become part of your food revolution. Hey, Urban Farm Podcast listeners, we want to know what you think about our podcast. You've been listening to me for almost three years now, and I want to hear from you. I have some very specific questions, including what you like about our podcast and where we should be going next. The important part is, I really want your opinion. I'm looking to connect with 50 listeners from no more than 10 minutes who are willing to share your thoughts. It's simple to sign up. Go to urbanfarm.org and look at the top menu. Sign up there. I look forward to chatting. This Urban Farm podcast is brought to you by Seed Bank Box, a monthly seed subscription for the urban farmer. Seed Bank Box is one great big seed surprise. Each month you get a shipment with 8 to 10 varieties of seeds, along with a description and planting instructions. Hit the Seed Bank Lottery. Get more information at urbanfarm.org forward slash seed bank box. Today on our podcast, we have a couple who are bringing a simple food source closer to the table. We're talking with Homestead Phil and Jen Tompkins about backyard chickens for fresh eggs. Homestead Phil and Jen are the co-founders of Rent the Chicken. This rapidly growing chicken rental service started in 2013 as a part-time avenue of supplemental income and has grown to have more than 45 farmers and homesteaders renting chickens as an extension of their farms in the United States and Canada. Rent the Chicken is more than a bunch of farmers and homesteaders building chicken coops and delivering chickens. Homestead Phil and Jen, they are dedicated to being your chicken friends, helping to change local jurisdictions to allow backyard hens and bringing one step of sustainable agriculture through fresh eggs closer to your table. Welcome to the show today, Homestead Phil and Jen. Are you ready to rock the chicken coop? Oh, we are excited. We are ready to rock the chicken coop here. So I shared a bit about you. Can you fill in the blanks for us and share more about the path you took to get where you're at today? Sure thing. So we made the big jump from the big city life to the country life. And at that time, we were both working part-time telecommuting for our jobs. But my job was due to come to an end because it was a contract. Uh And we both really enjoyed working from home. So it was time to put my degree of entrepreneurship and small business to use. So we were thinking about what kind of small business could we start? Or, you know, is there a need in this country area for what might be in front of us and Mm -hmm. that kind of thing? And then I was searching one night, crazy business ideas on Google. Nice. (laughs) The Small Business Association website 
had like the top seven craziest ideas. And one of them was renting chickens. Wow. And I leaned over to Homestead Jen and I said, Homestead Jen. Well, she wasn't Homestead Jen then. Yeah. But at the time, Jen, would you like to rent some chickens? What do you think? <laughs> and I said, well, we have some chickens and I can work the power tools. So sure. Why not? And here we are. Wow. You've been keeping chickens up to that point. For a bit. Yeah, yeah, we were starting our own little country style over in farm that we have. Yeah, perfect. And where in the world are you? So we are located in Freeport, Pennsylvania, uh-huh. which is about a 45-minute drive north of Pittsburgh. Uh-huh. Wow. And this all started in 2013, is that correct? Yes. You know, in 2013, we had our soft opening. Uh We could not give a rental away. Like nobody wanted to rent chickens. Nobody. Nobody. We said, we want to give this a try. Uh We want to give you a coop. We want to give you some chickens, some feed. We want you to try this out for a couple months and let us know if this is the thing for you. Finally, Homestead Jen's mom talked to her friend and said, just take the chickens. (laughs) Just take the coop. Try it out. Let them find out what works, what doesn't work. And believe it or not, she fell in love with the chickens. Laverne mm-hmm. and Shirley. Yes, Laverne and Shirley. All right. That was our first rental. So from there, the local newspaper, one county over, the county that I was raised in, uh-huh. they called us up and said, we want to do an interview. So we schlep on over to our one person's house and they interviewed us. We didn't even have a logo or rent the chicken t-shirts or anything at the time. Uh-huh. And then the article was published on a holiday weekend. It happened to be my birthday. And then it just spread like wildfire. Wow. Associated Press picked it up. We had Skype interviews, radio interviews, blog posts, podcasts, newspaper interviews, you name it. Uh-huh. And like we hadn't even rented one chicken out. It was incredible. Nice. That was like late summer, fall of 2013. Through the winter, we started accepting deposits for deliveries. I built, because Phil was still working part-time at the time, uh-huh. I built 54 chicken coops in the front yard under a canopy with the neighbor, sometimes with Homestead Phil's help, while answering sales calls. We were making deliveries all the way to New Jersey. Like, we were taking deposits for New Jersey, Ohio, like anywhere that we thought was reasonable. That we could drive to. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And then the story continues. There's a lot more to our stories, but that's our story in a nutshell. Yeah. Well, wow. So how do you manage? Because you've got chickens all over the country. Well, we do have chickens all over the country, but each of our affiliates, we have an affiliate program. Uh-huh. And we have partnered with farmers and homesteaders throughout the United States and Canada to provide that local food source, that local rental, Uh that ability to get that food source into someone's backyard so that they can have just a a couple fresh eggs. So each of our affiliates, they raise their own chickens, Mm -hmm. they build their own chicken coops, they make their own deliveries. Now, what we do on this end is we answer all of the phone calls We answer the email. We keep up on the social media aspect of things so that the affiliate can continue because most of them have daytime jobs. Mm -hmm. They can continue with their daytime jobs while they're still working on expanding their rent to chicken business. Nice. So if I were to sign up as an affiliate, you would send me people that want to rent chickens, rent hens, and it's my responsibility to get the hens and the coops to those people. Yes. Wow. But the other aspect is you still need to do some local marketing on your end 
you know, attending various home and garden shows or attending local farmers markets. There's still a lot of things that our affiliates have to do in order to be successful. Right. One of the brilliant things about our affiliate program, though, is that Homestead Phil and I handle the social media. We respond to the emails. We manage the website. We answer the phone. So we're the sales and support staff to our affiliates. Right. Because most times, if it is a true farmer or homesteader, they might be really great at working with their livestock or building their chicken coops, mm-hmm. but maybe not so great on the phone. Yeah. Or don't want to deal with social media. Exactly. I'm 57 years old. I know social media and I want to stay away from it. So <laughs> that would be a bonus for me. And then another benefit of one social media outlet, so we're one on Facebook, Rent the Chicken, one on Instagram, one on Twitter, is that we have a lot of cross-marketing. So if someone in Toronto shares that they have Rent the Chicken, someone in San Francisco sees it, they're like, oh, I want to rent the chicken. And then we have both of them covered just with one simple Facebook share. Right. Wow. So why in the world would anybody want to rent chickens? That's a great question. So we learned at the very beginning that not everybody knows how to start with chickens. So they think they start with chicks. Do they need a heat lamp? Do they not need a heat lamp? Mm -hmm. Are the kids going to be interested after there's a lot of manure to clean up? All of that comes into play. And there's a generation gap. So like my grandparents had chickens and Phil's great grandparents had chickens, I think. Neither of us had chickens growing up. For us, we were starting fresh. Phil bought a book, you know, the dummy series, yeah. right? Oh, yes, Raising chickens for dummies or yep. something. And he brought that book home when he brought the baby chicks home. I thought it was a little late. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, we're not the only ones. My cousin who grew up on a farm, they had pigs and goats and horses. I don't think they had chickens. She had an awful experience with baby chicks. Never got her first egg. She gave up before there was even one egg laid. Whoa. I think she picked up 15 or 20 baby chicks. And half of them died, and then the other half were roosters. And at that moment, we had chickens, and I was like, if we can take our experience and make it a good experience Mm -hmm. and make it available to people that want to try to have that closer food source or that education experience, Mm -hmm. if we can make this easy, make this turnkey, make it so that you don't need any experience and you're successful, then we're going to get renters. Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. For clarity's sake here, I'm not quite sure if you said it, but what I heard maybe was take your egg experience. Did I? Yes. Yes, (laughs) egg egg experience. experience. (laughs) I've got lots of yolks. He's always hatching new ideas. Nice. We're cracking him up. (laughs) (laughs) We are. So who rents chickens? What's the profile of somebody that rents a chicken from you? That is a... Excellent question. When we started Rent the Chicken, we really thought that we were going to be having, what word did I use? Hipster. We thought we would have just hipster Mm -hmm. renters. That's all we thought. We thought it was just going to be the rich hipster. Turns out that was furthest from the truth. We deliver to empty nesters. We deliver to people that have big yards, small Mm -hmm. yards, people with animals, people that have always dreamed of having chickens. This is a funny story for you, Greg. Please. We pulled into this one house and out come these two younger kids. They must have been 24, 25 years old, raised pickup trucks. You know, I mean, it was... Chain drive wallet. Yeah. Oh, wow. They had beer cans in their hands. Beer, juice, smoking. I'm thinking, 
did I even pull into the right place? You know, am I going to get shot? Am I safe here? Then the parents came out. And as soon as they saw the chickens in the chicken coop, it was all smiles, all excitement. Everybody was just thrilled that these chickens were here. And it was the most unusual place that we have ever delivered to. And it just didn't seem like the right fit. But when they saw the birds and that family ended up adopting. And Uh now I want to probably say last time we saw them, they probably had like 10 or 15 chickens. They had built their own chicken coop. Uh They looked at the coop that we provide, which is a chicken tractor. It's got wheels. You can move it through your yard. Right. They looked at that. They even gave us a couple phone calls asking about some coop design ideas and they built this amazing coop it's like the taj mahal palace Uh for chickens wow so we never know who we're going to be delivering to exactly so i'm enrolled i'm ready metaphorically of course because we have 19 hens out back but (laughs) i want to go how's this process work what do i get tell me about it so great question first of all we accept a 50 dollars deposit Mm mm-hmm so that that reserves the hen and the portable chicken coop and the supplies. We mail out a book in advance to help our renters learn a little bit about backyard chicken keeping prior to us coming. Excellent. Yeah, in the United States, everyone receives a great job. You're keeping up great. Everyone in the United States receives a copy of Fresh Eggs Daily by Lisa Steele. I know you've had Lisa on a few times. Oh, yes. And her book is a great resource for brand new chicken keepers, for someone who wants to care for their hens. Big Not time. necessarily a great book for starting with baby chicks, but it's a great resource for someone who wants to have happy, healthy hens. Yep. In Canada, we have a great resource book called Happy Hens, Fresh Eggs by Signa Langford. She's Canadian. Canadians like Canadians. And she also does a great job talking about how to care for hens. So we get that resource in the hands of our renters when they place their deposit. And then when it's time to make the delivery, we bring a portable chicken coop. Uh We bring two or four egg laying hens. Feed for the rental, whether it's high quality standard feed or we bring an upgraded organic feed. Mm Mm-hmm. We supply water dish, feed dish, and a phone number to call. So the chicken hotline, if you will, to answer any questions that they have during their rental. Right. And that's only if you are calling to reserve a rented chicken product. Uh-huh. We have people that call us up to reserve our hatch the chicken product. Ah. And with that, it's a five-week experience where we bring you an incubator, seven eggs, the cage, food dish, water dish, a heat plate, the candling light so uh-huh. that we, you can see the baby chick growing inside of the egg. Right. When Oh said Phil or any of our other affiliates make a hatch the chicken delivery, a presentation is provided to the classroom, to the daycare class, to the family, or also the senior care center. We deliver to all of those facilities and homes for uh-huh. folks to watch the experience of baby chicks hatching. You know, as a society, we are very, very self-conscious about wanting to make sure that there's not an overpopulation of cats or dogs. Right. So we're good members of society and we have those cats neutered or spayed, mm-hmm. right? Speaking of cats, our cat just jumped up onto the deck to see what's happening on the podcast. Nice. We try to be good citizens to not have an overpopulation of these pets. But at the same time, generations haven't seen anything come to life. 
right? Oh, so even right. mom has a baby, yep. that's behind closed doors. You see the baby after it's out, right? There's no experience of that. Yeah. And so here we're bringing these fertile eggs in. They get to experience that candling process where they see a little baby chick moving around in that egg. Yeah. And that's incredible. And then they get to experience these baby chicks hatch and watch something come out of something that didn't look alive. And now something's alive. Uh That's incredible for any age. The seniors who haven't seen a chick in 40 years, 50 years, whatever it is. The younger children, five years old, 10 years old, two years old. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Even the adults, the seniors that I deliver to, they really enjoy watching this happen. Oh, yeah. There are seniors that say... I remember doing this when I was a mm, child. Nice. And now here I am, maybe at a memory unit mm-hmm. where I'm talking to someone who's probably 90 years old. Yeah. And they remember when they were 10 hatching chickens with their grandfather. Yeah. They don't remember what they had for lunch that day, but they remember hatching chickens with their grandfather. That's got to be impactful for you. It really is. And I really love giving the presentations to the kids and the seniors and the adults. Mm -hmm. It really is amazing. Wow. Cool. We've hatched the chicken, three weeks of the eggs in the incubator, two weeks of having baby chicks. Just when they get a little smelly and not so cute, we pick it all up. So the person that is participating in hatching, they don't actually have to find a place or a home for the chickens to grow up in. We take care of that. Uh Uh-huh. Wow. So we do have a big announcement. Oh, please. If you're ready for a big announcement on the podcast. Hold on. Okay, there's our drum roll. Go. We have rent the chicken. And we have hatch the chicken. And soon we will have hatch the duck. Wow. So people can hatch something else besides chicken. Uh-huh. And duck hatching is incredible. Oh, I'll bet. I've never seen that. Oh, it's incredible. And duck eggs, you know, we talk about sustainable food. Mm-hmm. Duck eggs are very different. You know, they're larger. It's a little bit different of a taste if you've never had a duck egg. Yep. If you like a really dippy yolk. The duck egg is perfect for a really dippy yolk. Yeah. And it's perfect for hatch the duck. Yeah. I'm said Phil took that in a whole other direction. Yeah, there you go. Right? And they start landing. So, big announcement hatch the duck coming soon. Wow. So one of the things that, you know, my listeners know about me is I'm a lifelong learner at 57. I still love learning. I went back to college late in life and graduated it with a master's degree at 44 years old. So I'm always looking out for people who are also into learning and teaching. And it seems to me that the basis for your company is education. Absolutely. Yeah. Although the motto on on our website, our company slogan, is families helping families to bring one simple food source closer to the table, Mm. one rental at a time. And we are providing that education. We're providing that when you ask a three-year-old the question, where do eggs come from? The answer is sometimes the store. But after they've been part of Rent the Chicken, Mm -hmm. the answer is different. The answer is now the chicken. So we provide a lot of education. We're providing education to to bridge the generation gap that has happened in the United States in our society. Mm -hmm. That's beautifully said. Thank you so much for that. I would like to also add that we're adding an education for our homesteaders and farmers so that they can have this other revenue stream. So we offer online courses for our affiliates to Uh sign in for online. So Homestead Phil's background is 20 years of IT before coming on full-time with Rent the Chicken. So he brings a lot to the table for technology. I like to say that we're the most high-tech chicken rental service out there. (laughs) Nice. Beautiful. So I'm going to throw kind of a curve 
curveball at you and you know everybody out there knows that i do this occasionally there was a moment in the past five years that moved you that was oh my gosh this is the reason I'm doing this. Tell me about it. So that's a really thought-provoking question. Yeah. We moved from the city to the country, and Homestead Phil, who was just filled then, wanted to have a garden, have backyard chickens, raise meat rabbits, and whatever else he could do to become more sustainable. And I was like, you can pick two. You're <laughs> not. I can pick two. Yeah. And now I have a garden. I've got meat rabbits. I've got chickens. We've wow. got ducks. Uh-huh. We've even raised quail in the past. And turkey. And turkey. Wow. Yeah. And so we've been through the steps of becoming more self-sufficient. We love it when we can look at our plate of food and know where 100% comes from, 90%. Yeah. I haven't mastered cheese yet. I like to put a little cheese on my spaghetti. Right. Exactly. And so those big moments for us help us to help big moments for other people. That's why we're families helping families. One particular aha moment was a mom put a deposit down to rent chickens. She quickly learned that it was not legal in her area. And so with our help and the help of doctors, she was able to get a variance to have backyard chickens for her son with autism and ADHD. Now, I am hard to convince of things sometimes. And for a while, I would say, you know, I think sometimes when people, they talk about a therapy animal. Uh-huh. I think it's a little hokey. Did you see on the news recently where someone tried to take their therapy peacock onto the airplane? Yeah, interesting, huh? Right? I mean, whatever gets you through the flight, right? But maybe a peacock isn't that great on an airplane, is my assumption. Yeah, there you go. Homestead Phil is the one who makes most of the rent-the-chicken deliveries in our area. Because I stay home, I woman the phones, as I like to say. And in this particular one, it took a year. So we held her deposit. She was able to rent chickens the following year. And we got to know her in that year. Mm -hmm. Know that she was working hard to get therapy chickens to be approved for her son. And I made the delivery on my own. And I got to meet our renter and her son. And we're talking about their chickens. One of their chickens' name is Charlotte. And I think the other one was Mrs. Feathers. And I show him how to work all of the the gadgets on the coop, you know. And Uh before I left... One of the chickens laid an egg. And I said, oh, hey, come over here. I want you to look, and we can lift up the side of the coop to look in. It's a vent area. You can look in and see. And he was like, oh, my goodness, there's an egg. And he was able to use his fine motor skills that he has a hard time with to get the latches off the coop Mm -hmm. to get in, to get the egg. And he turned to his mom and I. And he's like, I can't believe it. The chicken laid an egg. And he turned back around to talk to the chickens. And his mom said to me, I'm trying to maintain my composure. His mom said to me, if you were to take the chickens back now, I would count this as a success. He was able to communicate effectively with proper emotion on how he felt about that egg in the coop. Yeah. And that was not something that he was very good at. Yeah. And so that's just such a touching story. Yeah. They adopted their chickens. We went back. We took them more chickens. We took a bigger coop. When we went back, she said that his scout leader pulled her aside one day and said, you have chickens at your house. And she said, yeah, we got chickens this summer. And apparently the son was able to have the most articulate conversation with the scout leader that he had ever had previously. And it was about backyard chickens. Yeah. That's the impact that we're making in our community. Exactly. That kind of impact on so many levels in more than 60 major markets across the United States and Canada. Exactly. So I have to tell you, this is not the first time I've heard a story like this around food, cooking, gardening, chickens, where somebody that is not able to express themselves fully is brought out by having interactions with growing food. So, wow. It's incredible. Yeah. We're making such a big impact, Yeah, you know? Yeah, exactly. We, not just us, you. Oh, yeah. People who are committed their communities 
local food sources. Wow. I'm a little passionate about it. <laughs> Join the club. <laughs> so I'm going to shift on you, and I'd like for you to talk about a time you failed, how you overcame that failure, and what you might have learned from it. One of the failures that we had early on was our lack of vision. Uh-huh. We really just wanted a home job to pay yearly expenses. Homestead Gen's original goal literally was to make enough renting chickens to pay our yearly taxes, pay our yearly insurance, mm -hmm. stuff like that, right? That was our original vision. We didn't have this grand vision of what rent a chicken really could be on a national level or international level. Yeah. In fact, it was to the point where when we signed on our first Canadian affiliate, we made the website slash Canada, thinking that this one guy in Toronto, you know, I mean, that would be it. You know, we would only have one person in Toronto. Now we're in like five or six provinces in Canada. Wow. So we now have a greater vision, far bigger than what we could ever imagined. But I would say that the failure of not being able to have a vision that was bigger than what we had, that really slowed us down. Mm. And we moved pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell. And the only way you could have gotten there was to actually experience it. So the only way you would know is in retrospect, I would guess. That's right. Yeah. Yes. The learning was dream bigger? That's right. It was definitely dream bigger. And that dream bigger actually came because of a 15-year-old that came and visited our homestead. Uh -huh. He was visiting his aunt down the road, Homestead Brad, and he walked up, he saw our chicken coops here in the homestead, uh -huh. and I think he talked to Homestead Jen for a little bit, and then the next day he calls, and what did he say when he, he called? He said, I'd like to make an appointment. Do you remember me? Yes. You're the one kid who walked past yesterday. <laughs> right? Of course I remember you. So he came at the age of 15, brought his legal pad, and said, I want to do what you're doing in New Jersey where I live. Oh, nice. So that's how the affiliate program was hatched, right? Oh. Homestead Brad was in school. He was in school all day long. So we said, let's handle your calls. I was not letting a 15-year-old handle my sales calls. Like, I, my, my background is sales. Right. I'm not, I'm not giving him that opportunity. So that's how the affiliate program was formed. We said, you need to build your coop. You need to raise your chickens. Market locally, tell all your friends, and we're going to answer the phone for you. And we're going to respond to all the emails. And that's what the basis of our affiliate program still currently is today. Wow. I'd ask you the next question, what do you consider your biggest success? But that sounds like that might answer that question. Well, we have a different answer for you. We are so proud of the success that Rent the Chicken has brought to us. Mm -hmm. And it's our sole income. But I really, truly believe that our biggest success is our relationship with each other. I don't know it sounds hokey. I know it. No, not at all. We're a team. We have been married for eight and a half years. Mm -hmm. And we have a desire to be parents, which that in and of itself, for eight and a half years, you would think we'd have been busy about it by now. But we have been busy. We've had multiple miscarriages. I'm sorry. More than the average, which is really tough to deal with. But on the flip side of that, we've also experienced now infertility. So that has a whole other oh, ball yeah. to it. Yeah. And so all of those circumstances brought us into being foster care parents. So oh. we're foster parents. We've had some placements. Wow. And now we are ready to be set up for foster to adopt. We've had some kids in and out, but mm. now we're ready to bring some kids and keep them as our own. Yeah. And so we know, aside from all of that turmoil and all those struggles, most marriages don't make it through that. Yeah. They don't make it through half of what we've been through. And so to know that we've overcome and together we have built this incredible 
international business of families. Mm-hmm. So that's our us, our marriage, our family goals, and and that all encompasses Rent the Chicken. Yeah. Well, congratulations. That might have been too sappy for the Urban Farm podcast. I'm not sure. Not at all. I feel the same way about Heidi. We've been together now for a little over five years, and you know we've been through the ringer on mostly health things. We both contracted Lyme disease about four years ago. Phil just went through that too. Yeah. Congratulations. I love that answer. Thank you. Oh, thank you. What drives you? You know, the way Rent-A-Chicken has evolved, our communities depend on us. Our affiliates depend on us to provide support for them. Our renters depend on us to provide that top-notch service. Our communities depend on us even when they don't know it. We are helping to change the perspective on food sources. Mm. A simple tomato plant, maybe some green beans that are being grown. You know, we're encouraging people to start meeting the people who raise and grow their food more and more. And also with the Rent the Chicken program, often we drop off a coop and maybe long-term they're not ready right now for chickens in their life. And at the end of the rental, they're ready for a pickup because they've chickened out. I go and pick up the chickens and I look around. (laughs) Chicken out. I go and pick up the chickens and I see things that were not there before. Mm. I see a raised garden. And we're talking a six-month rental. So from spring until fall, it's a six-month transition that they've been through. I start to see things that were not there where they're converting their grass to a food source that their family enjoys. And that is really driving for both of us. Yeah. Wow. How cool is that? Thank you for sharing that. So if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be and why? Well, the first book that comes to mind is the Bible. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you've had any other people tell you that. You know, the Bible, there's certain things that we really do follow in the Bible for our business. Mm -hmm. Each of our affiliates pays a royalty fee to us, and that's 10%. The Bible talks about 10%. Yeah. We try to take what we've learned in the Bible, helping other people, helping your neighbor. We try to take those aspects and make them part of our business. Beautiful. I was just going to say, I'm not sure if there's a link for Amazon, but I'm sure you'll find one. (laughs) There you go. And what one final piece of advice do you have for our listeners? Oh, advice. Man, too bad we don't have a whole other podcast for that. (laughs) I'll try to make it quick, though. You know, we talk to a lot of people. We are, you know, we're Rent the Chicken. We provide Hatch the Chicken. We are essentially business coaches to all of our farmers and homesteaders. We're helping them decide if an event is a good event, what kind of marketing to do locally, getting press releases out, all of this. And so we're always offering advice. But main piece of advice is whatever you're involved with, whether it's your business or your life or your relationships, you get out of it what you put into it. You have to be purposeful in your steps. Again, business, life, relationships, you have to make the decision to have lunch with someone. You have to make the decision to sit down and work on your business. You have to make the decision to enjoy time with your spouse. But the most important part of all of that is balance and making work be something that is enjoyed. So Mm. Phil and I, Homestead Phil and I work a lot. Yeah. We work together. Yep. We work with families who have similar goals, but we love what we do. Some days are 16 hour days, but then again, some days we answer the phone from the beach. So just Having said all of that, we're purposeful in what we do, and we recommend for others to be purposeful in what you do and what you love, 
and do what you love with the people that you love. Yeah, beautifully said. Thank you. And thank you so much for joining us on the show today, Homestead, Phil, and Jen. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. So how can our listeners find you, get a hold of you, talk, rent a chicken? We can be called old school. Mm -hmm. Not as old school. We could be texted. But we also have a fantastic website, rentthechicken.com and hatchthechicken.com. We also can be found on social media. We like to say that our chickens are very social. So you Uh, can find Rent the Chicken and all of our chickens on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search for Rent the Chicken. Perfect. And your website is? RentTheChicken.com. Perfect. You can also find show notes from today's podcast at urbanfarm.org forward slash rent the chicken. We are your urban farming resource. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Also visit urbanfarm.org to find articles, podcasts, webinars, courses, and more. Well, that's it for today. Thanks for joining us on the Urban hey, Farm Hey, Urban podcast. Farm podcast listeners. We want to know what you think about our podcast. You've been listening to me for almost three years now, and I want to hear from you. I have some very specific questions, including what you like about our podcast and where we should be going next. The important part is, I really want your opinion. I'm looking to connect with 50 listeners from no more than 10 minutes who are willing to share your thoughts. It's simple to sign up. Go to urbanfarm.org and look at the top menu. Sign up there. I look forward to chatting. As listeners to our podcast, you know that I love experimenting. And as urban farmers and gardeners, I can predict that you probably have done your fair share of experiments with new seed varieties. But if you are as busy as I am, sometimes just finding new seeds is a challenge. Well, what if someone else did the work for you? I'd like to introduce you to Seed Bank Box, an excellent source of non-GMO and heirloom seeds delivered right to your door. Each month, you will receive 8 to 10 surprise seed varieties with information for each seed on a card you'll keep. It's time to start experimenting again. Let Seed Bank Box help you plant the garden of your dreams. Visit urbanfarm.org forward slash seed bank box for more information and to sign up. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Urban Farm Podcast. Remember to listen for tips, advice, and resources to help you on your journey with urban farming. You can find us on the web at urbanfarm.org or send us an email to podcast at urbanfarm.org. In the words of Vincent Van Gogh, great things are done by a series of small things brought together. Be encouraged that with each lesson learned and skill developed, you are one step closer in the direction of your dreams. One of the first things that many of us learn when we start to garden is how to water and fertilize the soil. But there is an exception to this rule, and it's called foliar feeding. You should foliar feed or water the leaves of your plant with liquid fertilizer when you want certain nutrients to be absorbed better. Not only are the leaves great at uptaking liquid fertilizer, if your soil isn't very good or your pH is off, foliar feeding can help your veggies and fruit trees quickly get the nutrients they need to thrive. If you're ready to start foliar feeding for maximum growth yields and quality, Head on over to urbanfarm.org forward slash feed the leaves to see our selection of foliar feeding products. That's urbanfarm.org forward slash feed the leaves.